Material Components, Season 2, Episode 25, All According to Plan. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Heck yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, then. Good one, Lisbon. <laughs> Thanks. I'd say it was weird Friday energy, but it's not Friday. It's not even Friday. Don't put that in my head. It's like basically Uh, Friday at this point. (laughs) What a week. Yeah. Lemon, it's It's Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) Uh, Hey, everybody. I'm Olivia. I almost said I'm Amari. Oh, my God. I'm Amari, and I'm playing a Florina background. I'm I'm Amari, and uh, I owe so much now, Emily. Uh, No, I am Olivia. And I'm playing Florian of Akalar. <laughs> I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay. I am Michael, and I am playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. I almost said Sid again. God damn. He's coming back, guys. Hi, everyone. I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Sid Emberlight Half-Elf. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, there he is. No, uh, uh, I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. That guy. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is Michael Lisman. Yes. Do you remember what happened last time? Sure do. Uh, Thank you for asking. So we uh, came up with a brilliant uh, plan uh, and sort of followed it in a way. Uh, We had our good friend Kala... Uh, create a sort of an invitation through social media uh, for a job fair at this location uh, to distract, you know, the the security. Um, what location? What security? What are you talking about? Well, what are we the, even doing? What are we even doing? Um, the, at Embassy Plaza, uh, there what is the a plaza? series of corporations who have their uh, base of operations here on the third basement down we are trying to get to because there is an Aegis Tech server that we are going to hack. Now, we found through some expert hacking on Shay's part, a couple of entrances to this uh, underground private subway system. Mm -hmm. We (laughs) uh, snuck our way in through probably the the most local uh way we could through a warehouse filled with very nice cars mm-hmm. we took one of those cars took it down uh and then amari just kicked it and we nearly died um on the road one might say and... you were on a highway to some sort of dangerous zone of some kind it's some sort of you area can... that is not safe hmm. yeah yeah describe it as a Danger zone. One yeah. might do that. Okay, we're, get, we're getting really close to having another copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, right before the end of the episode, within Amari's headlights, because he is piloting 
this vehicle, we see the figure of somebody somebody in an Aegis Tech armor suit. Not just anybody, but the same person, presumably, who attacked us the first time. Well, that's... On... Not, I mean, they're just in the same, like, our suit. There's no indicator that that's they're like, like a stormtrooper at this point they're they're disposable it's not the one wearing that was flying like the raptor oh. suit right correct there might oh, have been some confusion there. this is not a fully powered raptor that is confronting you God. yeah in that case the option might truly be there for them to plant their feet and grab your car yeah you don't think that's what's about to happen, but my question to you, Amari, is what is about to happen as you're driving full tilt down this underground highway, presumably for CEOs and VIPs of Praxa Group Pharmaceutical, you're barreling towards this lit platform that you are pretty sure is your destination, where you see an armored figure emblazoned with the Aegis Tech Solutions logo on their breastplate. And you're driving probably somewhere in the range of 200 miles per hour. Cool. So I'm in the slow lane is what you're saying. Mm. <laughs> okay. Hmm. What were you going to say, Lisbon? <laughs> it does I'm not matter. Saying, yeah, it doesn't. I'm just saying... If it was a rich person, they'd probably hit this person and then just, you know, send their legal team after it. So. Just throw cash out the <laughs> car window as they go by. Yeah, this car's probably filled with money, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no. Okay. Here's what I would like to do, Mike. Mm -hmm. I would like to turn off the headlights. Right. Okay. Step so, one. Just so they Step one. Headlights off, because uh -huh. I can see where I'm going, but they can't see what's coming at them. So they go from being blinded by a uh -huh. pair of headlights coming at them to blinking rapidly as those headlights are then turned off and uh -huh. boy, <laughs> staring out uh -huh. into darkness. And then uh, I'm hoping the braking on this is pretty good. I would like to uh, essentially sideswipe them and body check this dude. <laughs> Just off into the distance. Not, like, enough to kill him, but enough to be, like, you know, you know, movie-style, knock him out. Okay. But you're going so, so fast. That's so, why I'm you asking have, like, how good the braking system second. is. This is my job. This being, is but this, this is what I hit, do. Being hit by a car, even a car going 25 miles an hour is still, like, pretty bad. <laughs> to which I'm going to say they're wearing magical space armor. You sure hope so. This I sure hope true. so. Now, Amari, mm -hmm. I think we're going to need a roll for okay, I figured. this as you try yeah. some precision vehicular assault. I mean, this is the baby driver shit. Uh, a vehicular hip check. Right, oh. and the hip just what? happens to be several tons <laughs> of moving metal. I mean, that's, the bumper that's of a car. It, that's what I'm used to, okay? All right, so I'm going to say this The is check will need in. to be for the new hip this person will need after it is checked. <laughs> not my problem. Not my, hip, not my problem. Yeah. 
Yep. Okay, so I got a D10 for, I'm, I'm guessing this is boldly. I mean, I, I, no, well, it forcefully, carefully. For, forcefully <laughs> sounds about right. No, 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 no. I'm, just, I'm not trying to be careful. I want to carefully run them over at 200 well, I, miles an I mean, hour. more like careful that you don't kill this person, which it sounds like you're trying to be. But I'm not going to kill them if I'm doing this correctly, which I'm pretty sure I know how to do. This sounds like a forceful roll to me. Okay, well, boo. The, the right. boldness would imply a certain amount of uh, panache that I don't know. I now mean, if I say, hey, watch this before I do Okay, it, then it's boldly. Yep, yep, that's, then okay. it's boldly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Calling your shot immediately puts it into the bold category. That's <laughs> true. So do I get like, this as a bold one? Oh, absolutely, like? 100%. Oh, yeah. Fuck do, yeah. Do you point over uh, Fenway? You point over the green monster? <laughs> as yeah, you just you... turn over your shoulder, not even looking at the road for a good 20, <laughs> for a good beat, going, hey, watch this. <laughs> I'm going at 200 miles an hour. Oh, fuck. That's good shit. How much Aether... Uh, would pulling Aether from the, the vehicle cause its functions to not work as well. Yes. So I just pulled shit out of their yes. radio or whatever. Uh-huh. Hang on. It's all one system. Okay, I'm just making sure. Uh-huh. It's kind of weird that it would all be one system. It's not very back good. Okay, well, in that case, I am going it's, So to... if the actual functions of the vehicle, like, say, the brakes, uh, were losing power, it can draw from other systems as well. I am going to put in two... Uh, Aether die into this. Uh, go. Seems reasonable. I will say this is going to be. <laughs> you use the word, not me, and that is ridiculous, which is a thirty. Okay. Can this... I even get to that? Now uh, is is failing spectacularly bad for us and him or just him? well that depends entirely on whether or not you're in the car he's attempting this maneuver with so long as you're outside of the vehicle you should be fine no fair enough how are you gonna get outside of the vehicle we're going 200 miles an hour oh right that yeah. i'm gonna push the red button to eject <laughs> the child lock it's suddenly child clicks lock. <laughs> <laughs> damn it i can't believe i forgot <laughs> um Okay, so yeah, the best I can do is a thirty-four with this. Oh boy! Yeah, you know how I would like. Let's see here, just want to take a look here at the oh five void dice that Mike has. Yeah, he's saving them up to attack us with a. And you could spend five more to succeed this automatically. Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing: this would be such an optimal, and uh, you know, not to tell you what to do, Mike, but. What an excellent time to use void dice because we could all die. <laughs> Death is too good for you. Back yeah, to the breadless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Watch this. Uh, too good. Yeah. Um. Hey, check this shit out. <laughs> all, all of us, I mean, minus Shay, who's having a good time, who are already... <laughs> 
fucked up from this insane driving. He just stops and watch this, turns off his headlights, and hits a guy. Y'all motherfuckers laugh. Okay. I got a 32. Whoa! Yeah. I got a 10, 2, 8, Whoa. and a 6. Wow. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh no God. void dice at all. You got wow. enough for me at last maybe, session, Mike. Maybe, maybe Amari is everyone's favorite mech pilot. Holy He's shit. He's his favorite. He might need to quit being a mech pilot and start being a Rolls Royce pilot. I don't know. What it, what is of, what guns. is a vehicle if not the mech of the road? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. And Amari proves that point with panache <laughs> and precision as you barrel into this motherfucker with a quick slap of the emergency brake. You spend you send the vehicle moving in a like straightforward way to a more horizontal fashion sliding in the last couple of meters before your rear bumper slaps this dude like the fist of god sending him flying out over the rail where the train would be had it arrived at this station and you quickly lose sight of this guy in the darkness of the tunnel like okay, so there's also no way that this doesn't just destroy the back of this car. <laughs> the back of this car is shockingly well-preserved, because what you noticed as this impact happened is the slight shimmer of a shield erupting <laughs> around the oh, shit. exterior is, of this, this vehicle. Fucking this, this smoked car, this dude and then this car, <laughs> this yeah. car. This car is for rich people to drive through crowds of poor people in. I exactly. I see. You know, you got to drive through the protests, so you know. <laughs> How else will they make their uh, <laughs> ballet recitals and whatever yeah. it is rich people go and see? Like a oh, like a wedge, you know? It's really like a, a crowd wedge. Think of <laughs> a cow catcher. Gotta a cow go catcher. Dinosaur auctions and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta sup the finest mammoth meats at those uh, mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. <laughs> great auctions. Uh-huh. So yeah, you find yourself on a now abandoned train platform as the lights wait, wait. catch up with you and come on in this place. You see a few dozen feet away, and at the bottom of this tunnel is just a mangled, like, rag doll of a body on the bottom of this tunnel. I feel what a little bad about fuck? that. Oh, that's... I was just about to ask, does Amari say something cool? No. But, no, just uh, feel a little bad about that, yeah. Yeah, I feel... <laughs> Bad day. Uh, well, it certainly sends a message, I suppose. Was the message go to sleep very quickly and forcefully? <laughs> oh, I just mean to egg his tech as a whole. Yeah. Especially if they find out it's us. Yeah. Oops. I, I mean, we, we... I suppose we should check their vitals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. So somebody wants to get down into the bottom of this tunnel and 
I'm going to do it. I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, he might recognize me. <laughs> He's not Mari, going to be waking up anytime car. soon. You don't know that. <laughs> Florian, you scramble down off the platform. There is a ladder for some kind of maintenance work, you assume. And you have a hard time. Your hooves not really finding good purchase on this curved oval-shaped tunnel. And the, the soreness in your ankles starts to prick back up again. Just because you slept on them weird, that's all. Mm-hmm. Throw up in this tunnel, don't throw up in this tunnel, don't throw up in this tunnel. As you track you, they'll know it was you. As you repeat vomit. that mantra to yourself, <laughs> you come up to the, the body and... This dude's still alive. I feel less bad. I feel less bad. His yeah. legs are pointing in a direction that legs shouldn't point. Oh. Oof. But you can see the breastplate rising and falling slightly, and this sort of wet, gurgling breath coming from the helmet. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, but that's not a thing. I forgot. <laughs> it just sounds so good in the southern accent. Oh, Who sure. is that? God, can I? Ooh, here's here's a name you can curse by, Agathicus. I is that a is that a Dominion god? Because no, it's a dragon. So within the Dominion, it would be worshipped as a god, but also other places. Moving this guy would be really hard. I assume it would certainly present unique challenges. Well, can't leave him in the rail, like in the no. He's below where the train would pass, if that makes you feel any better. I mean, the, I'm just trying the, to think the train wouldn't. What, what I'm saying is the train is suspended, like, near the middle of this tunnel, and he has slid yes. down to a lower level that would not be affected by traffic. Okay, well. So he can just die of shock. Uh, a little yeah. Sure. In the dark. Mm-hmm. Alright, I would... No. We don't... Uh, up above, we don't know that this individual is still alive, so... Yeah. I'm going to... God, you're not supposed to move people, too, because, like, what if he has a neck injury? Alright, I don't know. I don't know that Florian... probably probably knows that. He probably has... He probably has some sort of spinal upset. Um, I don't know how he wouldn't, honestly. I I am going to attempt to just, like, gently baby scoop this. Okay. Yeah, As you yeah. get close, the sound of the breath sounds really weird. Like, there's a, maybe it's the helmet causing interference, but there's some weird kind of jitteriness to the sound. Like, it, it's stuttering. Uh, and as you go hey, to hey. lift him up, it's really heavy. Like, way heavier than he should be. Uh, well, if I if I go to, like, lift him and he's really heavy, can I, I'm gonna, like, hey, uh, can you, are you, are you with me? Like, like, stay with me, man. And I'm gonna try to remove the helmet, if I can. And as the helmet comes off, there's this faint whiff of ozone as some kind of seal is released. As you start pulling at the helmet, and the the wet sound goes from being like a wet breathing sound to kind of a weird filtery sound, like a, a broken fan or 
some kind of malfunctioning air conditioning unit, stuttering, forcing air through it, but not doing it well, and you reveal a face that has been absolutely disfigured by some kind of technology. The cybernetics are so intrusive as to make this person almost unrecognizable as a Midrian. Amari, did you run over Darth Vader? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think I ran over Darth Vader. Uh, One eye is glowing with a bright blue light, and it shifts towards you as the helmet comes off. The other eye is sparking and totally destroyed. But he is organic. They are organic. There are pieces of this thing that are organic. He's more okay. machine now than that. You are yeah. suddenly reminded of those weird cogrish cyborgs that you encountered on Talgon 3. Yeah, yeah. Alright, I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna scoop him. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming non-responsive to me saying, like, the eye tracks to you, and it seems to be aware of your presence. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Are you bringing... What, what are you doing with this? I, I, there's like a no ladder, deal. too. Yeah, uh, there's no way. Hey, I, I'll call to everybody else. Like, y- y'all... Y'all might want to... Y'all come down here. You hear? I mean, there's an easy way to get this individual up to us. It's called a grappling hook. No, <laughs> don't grappling hook. It is cool. it is possible to throw this person over your shoulders and climb up the ladder. That is a thing firefighters have done since time immemorial. I know it's just gonna hurt real bad. I think it already yeah. hurts real bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing it. Come on up. Okay. As you're jostling this thing and climbing the ladder, you can see that its legs while broken, are not in any way organic. Okay. Which is probably adding to the weight of this cyborg. As you pull it up and get him onto the platform, you see that its left arm is twitching and going for a holstered gun on its thigh, but the arm isn't functional enough to actually reach down and, like, put fingers and articulate them well enough to actually hold the weapon. Oh, now, now don't do that. Don't be like that. And I will take the holster gun uh, out of the holster if I can. Absolutely. You find yourself with a heavy caliber etheric pistol. Is it better than what I've got? It is certainly a much fancier looking gun. It's clearly interesting. Very advanced. You think there are probably mods on this weapon, but you don't know what they would do. Should take that gun. Should take also, that probably gun. trackable. I will, yeah, get them up to my party and like kind of ease them face. down off my shoulder without like dropping. Just mm-hmm. don't let them see your face. Yeah, put the helmet back on and but put the helmet on backwards. And um, you all see this cyborg individual, you see that their, like I said, their eyes have been totally replaced by cybernetics, their head is shaved, 
their features are disfigured to the point of almost not being able to recognize the species from the nose down has been replaced with some kind of machinery that goes down and across their chin and into their throat. And that's where the weird stuttering breath sound is coming from. Do, do they have like, God, do they have like enough of their neck that I could take like pulse? As you touch where you would normally feel a pulse, you feel like there is some kind of artificial surface just below the dermis. There's no veins that you're feeling. So you're yeah. touching skin, but just below the skin you feel artifice. It's, yeah. Yeah. Can you talk? Oh. And it's just making that stuttering breathing sound, the eye focusing on you. And you see now it's lifting its left arm towards its right hand, and it's trying to nudge at some kind of device on its left gauntlet with its like stomach and chest plate. This is trying to activate something on the gauntlet. Yeah, don't let it do that. Like, come on, I'm I'm trying to help. Uh Shay, I I mean, can you what do you want me to do? Shay is I mean, like hiding a... behind the car. I mean, it's like it seems like more engineering than medicine. Is the helmet back on? No. But backwards? It's not on at all. Can we put it on backwards? <laughs> I feel like that would be fun. Wait, couldn't we just blindfold him? With all the money. I yeah, will. We'll just pull, I pull will, some money on top of him. Yes. Florian will just like uh, okay. sigh heavily and like problem? put a blindfold. What is the problem with us not wanting this Aegis Tech Solutions guard, regardless of its humanity? To no, it's it's not. No, I get it, and that's why that's why I did the blindfold. It's the putting the helmet on backwards <laughs> that I was laughing at. Okay. That I was. It's the easiest solution. <laughs> so you placed a blindfold on this person's ruined face. Yeah. Done. Wait, what do you want me to fix? I, I mean, I, can you can you tell if this is if they're like fully mechanical or not? Oh, uh, let me see. I can do I can do that. <laughs> Maybe. Let's find out. Is it a Aether Tech roll? Um, I'm going to use engineering. Okay. That would work. It's more checking the physical aspects. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be... Oh, I, I also probably wouldn't say Shay's name. I know I did say that, but I, I'm not... Yeah. Should we all spend an experience point to uh, come up with code names? <laughs> no. Well, we have code names. We have Space Cowboy, <laughs> Mech Daddy, Oh, Foxy Grandpa, and what was... Oh, Bird Brain. Duh. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, Space Cowboy. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Where are my deeds? Uh, and I'm gonna... How hard is this gonna be? The, I don't think... Um, I don't believe your specialization would apply necessarily to this particular situation. I, that specialization has always bugged me a little bit based on the... like 
what doesn't it apply to? And at this moment, well, I'm saying you know weird cyborg uh, stuff. That's okay. That's fair. And I, I, I did make the specialization in the spirit of. I mean, it's a reference to Chekhov. Oh, absolutely. Obviously. And the way so, I'd like, always interpreted it was solving some engineering problem in a situation of crisis. Quickly, yes. 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 So that's, no, that's fair. So I won't use my specialization. Um, you didn't answer my question. You don't know. You think it would be at least okay. very, at, at least hard to determine okay. weird cyborg stuff. I, I mean, does, does the fact that Shay can like sense the aether in things help at all? I mean, I'm assuming that like being able to be like, oh, I can't pull aether from this part or from this body because it's a body and not a machine. Do you reach out with your etheric senses and try to yeah, actually, futz with let's, this? Well, I'm not sure if... That's a whole a other ballgame. Um, <laughs> it's a soul. Because, like... We don't know. Actually, I can but... I can pull Aether from, like, say, Florian's, um, mecha- uh, Florian's arm, probably. But if I tried to pull from... Florian himself, that wouldn't work. Right. So what is, like, the difference there in terms of how that feels? Like, like if I were to try to pull Aether from this person, could I kind of feel where the Aether would be and where it would not be? So, I thought we'd never get to this point, but here we are. Let us explain some of the science of Aether, shall we? Science. I thought you were going to say, let's explain what a soul is. Yeah, let's no. talk about philosophy. Let's get, um, yeah, let's get philosophical here. Aether, as it is understood, is an energy wavelength, essentially. What it really is, is, is a very unique type of particle that exists in this universe. It is basically a super electron, in a way, that orbits atoms. Certain people have the ability to influence those particles. Wizards, specifically, can take those particles off of atoms and move them elsewhere, thus affecting change. At their most basic level, they are bonded to these atoms, though, even though they are highly uh, or widely orbiting particles. Those that are bonded with another person are intrinsically harder to work with, take away, uh, mess with, than those bonded to artifice. Now, exactly why that is does lead you down some more philosophical arguments of what is it to be a person. All right. Let's have a next-gen episode right now. Yeah. (laughs) But... Get data in here. That being said... (laughs) What you're effectively doing every time you mess with Aether is moving particles around. Right. It is way more instinctual than that, but on a very like granular level, you would have enough education as a wizard to understand that that is what you're doing. Yeah. That being said, you can still sense other people's Aether. You just can't draw it out of them. Right. That way leads to can... vampirism. Exactly. And that 
difference is easy to make a dis- make the distinction. Absolutely. Between. And so if I were to reach out, mm-hmm. sensing the aether that is within the the guard that is on the floor, mm-hmm. do I sense both types? You sense none. Hmm. Cog technology. But that doesn't quite answer the question of what it of, is. Is this a person? Culturally speaking, it would immediately send your mind to the answer being no. And because even ogres who visibly cannot use aether, cannot use etherics, still have etherics in them just doing other stuff. Making them rapidly heal and giving them large amounts of strength and endurance. Yeah. They just can't direct it. Right. Yeah. Some quirk of evolution made it so that's what their etherics is doing all the time. So sensing zero aether in a person that was just standing here a moment ago is truly bizarre and upsetting. Yeah. You would assume this is an artificial person at this point. Artificial person. Okay, sorry. Again, what is a soul? Um, Artificial person as in like Haley Joel Osment in AI or a robot. Like a Roomba. Column A, column B, a little blurry. Common knowledge holds that a clones are made without Aether, and that's why you don't make clones. Whether or not that's true, you don't know. You've never made a clone. Also, I wouldn't, like, automatically terminate a clone. Like, that... <laughs> sure. But also, yeah, robots, or golems, as they would be known, also golems, yeah. would generally be powered by Aether of some kind. Those that aren't are one of two options. Well, three, technically. Option A, Cogtech. Very weird. Option two, Feytech. Also weird. While Feytech can use Aether sometimes, it doesn't rely on it 100% of the time. Or option C, and here's where it gets real weird, is God's Tech. If this is God's Tech, you don't know you're so out of your depth at this point. Because that's the weird ancient technology that no one can explain. And people just say, hey, the gods made it. Who knows? The gang has a moral quandary about killing the one inept guard. (laughs) And as you come to this realization, there is a jerking, sputtering sound from this creature. And it reaches up with its one remaining hand and then falls limp to the ground. And the sounds stop. And the light in its eye behind the blindfold goes out. I... I have no idea what this was. There was no aether at all. The technology or any of it, any of 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 who who or whatever this was. Oh, which is especially confusing considering the type of firearm that was just pulled off of its person as well is aether based. So there's aether in that? Like, I can sense aether in that? Absolutely. Well, uh, either way, at this point, there's not much we can do regarding this individual. 
I say, put him where he won't be found and continue our um, excavation, I suppose. All in yeah, agreement? Sounds good to me. All right. I'm Amari, taking that, I'm taking go that gun. And, go ahead and push him over there. Florian up. gets up and, like, shoves to his feet and, like, gets into the car. I mean, we're here, right? You're here, as far as you can tell. Oh, well, then then fine. Florian then gets walks, out of there. Give, <laughs> then walks the away. Car, drives away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you take in this platform again, you see something very similar to what you saw before. There's a parking lot here. Little spots for vehicles, though these ones are empty. There is a, another lift here that goes up. This one is not big enough for a vehicle. No. That makes sense. Well, have a good night's sleep, everyone. Are we all just getting in, in, like, hiding in the trunks of each of these cars and sleeping? Again, there are no other cars here. Oh, there's not other cars. Okay. Let me get in the, what's the name of the car that we stole? The The normal-ass car? No, we didn't take the Kinkmobile. Couldn't couldn't find the keys, unfortunately. Oh, shit. As soon as you touch that gun, Amari... Mm-hmm. You can feel it throb up your arm. This thing's powerful. It's got some kick. <laughs> nice. Can it be tracked? You sense a... Like a lot of firearms, there's an intrinsic life to aether-based weaponry that any soldier would understand. There's kind of this yearning in the weapon to be used. It's this energy waiting to be released. And mastering that is part of any soldier's training. Because it's easy to just pull the trigger and feel like you're doing the right thing. It's more difficult to aim it precisely and know what you're doing. This weapon is full of energy that wants to be used. If it can be tracked, you wouldn't know how, necessarily. There's not a tracking device, obviously, on this weapon. It is white with a long handle and a kind of curve to the grip. The barrel itself ends in a three-pointed prong of crimson ruby athite. And the barrel itself is lined with lines of quartz athite. And the gun itself is made of some kind of white steel that you've never seen before evidence taking this for evidence and they want it i just want i just want it so so oracle zero what are you doing are we napping well how much time do we have until um our brilliant plan is enacted about nine hours yeah maybe some rest although if this guy is here do you think yeah it begs the question of if they have some sort of like check-in routine or guard yeah, swap. I was, I was going to ask if I could look at the gauntlet to see what what they were going to do. I idea. mean, I don't know if I'll be able to work it or know what it's for. Um, the sure. other idea I was thinking was potentially if this person didn't require uh, normal means of uh, sustaining themselves, who knows how long they've been down here and just sure. might be a sentinel just that's been down here for six months or whatever. Who knows? 
Yeah, that is very likely. Shay, if you want to give me a an engineering check to check out this gauntlet. Okay. Um. Do I use my highest tactic or my lowest? (laughs) Um. Say careful, clever, swift are all good options. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Wait, I'm gonna go with um, clever. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually gonna use nature as well. Please do. Yeah, you think this is pretty hard? You don't know exactly. Again, weird sideboard stuff. So. Yeah, it's a ten. Uh, Twenty is what you're looking for. Yeah. Want to take the failure? Or? Yeah. Okay. Mark XP. Yeah, you have no idea what this does. Yeah. It's not. I, it's I not Aether Tech. You know that much. Yeah. I think. I think she does the same thing that that my thought process was, which was, oh, I should go look at that gauntlet to see if there's any like thing, like check-in thing that I can do. Although it's not Aether Tech, so it's probably not going to work. And yeah, indeed. Jay is just like picks it up and he's yes, like, indeed. I've made a huge mistake. Alright, do you shove the body off the platform? It seemed to be what Oswald was suggesting. Not what I want, but It would have to be either Shay or Amari. <laughs> yeah, I can't push this body. Yeah. I'll do it. I hit him. That's yep. true. Amari, something you would notice as you're shifting the body is the work on this thing. You've seen this sort of thing before. Recently. While in the care of the court of body and the house of the unstoppable plague. Some of this work on this person is very reminiscent of some of the stuff you saw in the body shop. The cog cyborgs you saw were whole other monsters. The okay. the tubes and strange biomechanical nature of those creatures was something slapdash and patchwork. This looks as though it was carefully designed. By comparison, anyway. Mm-hmm. The cog would probably have a different opinion of their own works. Hmm. Interesting. This is what you notice as you shove this body off the platform and it collapses down back into the tunnel. Make a mental note of that. Weird. What are the What are you doing for nine hours? Just hanging out here? Um I think it it, it wouldn't be a bad idea for someone to do some sort of watch. Mm, While we're yeah. down here. Yeah. The old D trope of having a rotating watch. We might as well do it. Sure. Gosh, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, feels weird, right? Just like coming home. Okay. So rotating watch, you just hunger down here and decide to rest until the appointed hour. Yes. We wait to strike. Okay. The most opportune moment. In your idle time, something you would notice is that you've never lost network connection with your data pads so you're still in communication if needs be there is 
a heat down here that starts to sink in once you're not cruising in a vehicle at 200 miles an hour. Seems as though there's not a lot of air circulating down here. So long as you're moving, it's not as noticeable, but once you've settled in, there's like clearly a lack of fresh air that's moving through this place. It's not like you're in any danger of running out of oxygen or anything, but it's just, it's warm down here. Hmm. Can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> but time passes, and no one appears to relieve this guard, if that was ever going to be the case. Do any of you try to actually get some sleep? It has been um, a long day. Yeah, for Shay, for sure. I think... Yeah, I think actually taking uh, a watch and actually getting some rest. We don't know what we're going to face tomorrow, so... Or up there. Okay. Florian? Florian does not sleep. Okay. I would like you to roll me your forceful die twice. And if you get over a 10... Which is I not don't. possible. Okay. So, or you could spend some void dice say, to get you are there. You, are, you, are, you saying, are you saying this because you know that my forceful die is my lowest I, die? I, I, I did not realize that. Um, you can spend some void dice to try to get over a 10 here. But my point is that unless you can stubbornly force your way through this, you're going to be taking a condition of exhaustion. That makes sense. You're just going to take it? Yeah. Okay. Don't want to give me any void dice. I see. Okay. No. <laughs> Does this technically count as a failure? It's kind of a save rather than like a skill. Yeah. Yeah. I would give you XP for that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You're giving yourself an impediment. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's about the appointed hour, slowly creeping towards 9 a.m. And if anything, the time dilation of stillness in this place is even worse than it was up in the city. At least there you have people moving from activity to inactivity marking hours that at least someone has decided when people shouldn't be working. But here it's just stillness and silence. Occasionally, off in the distance, you'll hear the echo of some weird thrum like a distant, enormous theremin, but nothing ever comes of it. It's a strange echoing noise somewhere off in the tunnels. And it fades. It's not even enough to wake up anybody if they're asleep. But it's something you would notice as you sit silently, waiting. When the time comes, about an hour before, Shay, you would get a message from Kala. Mm -hmm. Detailing that the plan may have worked too well. <laughs> because while it was targeted at accountants, it seems the thirst for off-world work with another company was perhaps greater than anticipated. Oh my god. And you get looped into a live feed from Kala, who is standing about a block away from the building. And at first, it's just a close-up on her 
face and the the taro woman is looking down at the camera of her data pad and just shaking her head eyes kind of wide saying i, I don't i don't know what we intended but it wasn't this and she'll turn the camera around and point at the building, and you just see a mob of people filling <laughs> the park. No, this is perfect. People holding up paper in their hand, you think waving resumes at uh, a bunch of elves who are standing at the escalator trying to hold people back. <laughs> Shouting, had, like, there are no jobs here. And it works too well. <laughs> Why? I can't <laughs> fucking win. Of an idea. <sighs> oh, shit balls. There are people screaming and shouting and, yeah, waving resumes at these, these clanned elves. And the camera will flip back around away from the sea of people that is dominating Embassy Plaza. And Kala will just stare at you with the video conference call and just shake her head and say... I think this might turn bad very soon. I don't know what these people are going to do when they figure out that there's no work to be had. Uh, we might need to contact the Cole Foundation. Whatever you're going to do, do it soon. Yep. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, we got to do it. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, go up the elevator. <laughs> Or the lift, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. All right. Piling into the lift, the four of you ascend. Moving up, this is another clear paneled lift, so pretty soon you're out of this structure, this tram tunnel, and moving past Earth and Foundation. Much quicker than the descent from the car lot you find yourselves very quickly being brought up into an open chamber there is steel paneling on the floor with kind of that beveled mesh to it the ceiling is low perhaps only three meters high about ten feet the lights are sterile and stark and there are several corridors leading away from the chamber that you find yourselves in now, all of them clearly labeled. You do not see any other signs of Aethertech, or not Aethertech, but Aegistech guards here. What you just see is, as I said, signage. One of the signs immediately catches your eye, and it says, Predation and Reclamation Project. What was the first word of that? Predation. Predation. And that's it? The other signs say things like testing and facilities, armaments, and outflow. That seems as good a door as any. Yeah, we should just start checking doors. There okay. doesn't seem to be any security, like, cameras or anything in here? No. Okay, it's some sort of black site, so everything's yep. yeah. deniable. Where do you head first? Uh, park. Uh, predation and reclamation, reclamation project. Yeah. 
sounds the most ominous. Yeah. Heading in that direction. Again, there are no doors. It's just a corridor away from this chamber. You head down a corridor, and pretty soon you see it comes to a T-junction. There's a hallway to your left and a hallway to your right. There's no signage. Which, uh, which is the, like... Wait, we have the map. Can we look at the, the map and see... Oh, yeah. You absolutely I do. This we don't have to pick random directions. You yeah. don't. <laughs> you know you are heading west based on the orientation of the lift and everything that you've looked. You know that there is... What you're looking for, you were told, is in the southwest corner. So okay. by turning left at this T-junction, you'd be heading south. Okay. So that's probably where we're going to want to go. Let's do that. Okay. Moving down this corridor, you eventually find that it swings to the right yet again, snaking, as it were, towards the southwest. And that hallway terminates pretty quickly in a door. The door... Uh, Locked? Has a panel next to it that appears, yes, that it is locked. Um, You Um. want me to hack it or break it? Mm. What do you think... I mean, if you could not break it, you should do that. But if you must, you must. I guess hacking it leaves more of a chance of leaving a trace. And breaking it is just like overloading the lock. And then Florian can like shove the door open. That's... Bra- breaking yep. it leaves like a, is, leaves a definite a trace, but there's not like any, yeah. No yeah. digital footprint. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's more what I need. So you're gonna um, wreck it? Uh I'm gonna wreck it. Okay. I'm gonna wreck it. And we'll I'll use the aether that's in the lock of the okay. panel too. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say this is a fairly easy roll, so Okay. Um, well, that's good, because I got a 10 exactly. So. Oh! <laughs> and Thank yeah, God. you crack the lock, and the door lets out a little hiss. Very easy for Florian to stroll up and just shove this thing open. Beyond the door, do that. you find a dimly lit room that gives you a brief flashback into your last few hours on Talgon 3. The chamber is arranged with small islands of lounging chairs arranged in triplicate patterns. Three chairs facing towards each other to form kind of a a triangular pattern with the heads of the chairs all facing towards the center. And there are three of those little stations creating an even larger triangular pattern in this room. All of the chairs are clearly meta-diving lounge chairs with full rigs set up on them. Much more sleek and technologically advanced than the ramshackle put-together thing you found up in the climate control station. And you see bodies in those chairs. There are metadivers here. The air in here is much, much cooler than even the hallway just behind you. 
and all of the chairs seem to be networked towards a central node here at the center. Besides the, the whir of fans and the low hum of etherics, there is no other sound in here. Are these people alive? Yeah. Checking one after the other, you see that these people have catheters and feeding tubes, and they're all very much clearly alive. They're emaciated, but they're alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the chairs are... All the chairs are full. After you're in here for a moment, you hear a whirring sound, a buzz, and then a click. And following the source of the noise, you see the central node has deposited what looks like a small data chem in a tray at the bottom of some kind of strange mechanical feeder. And you can see another data chem slowly sliding down from the interior of the machine and slotting into place. And the tray is only about half full of data chems. There's a bowl full of data chems. And they're, and they're being slotted into... No, this the like central machine, this node, is ejecting data chems into this tray. Yeah. Oh. And then from the recesses, the interior of the machine, another one will click out and reveal itself and then sit hovering above this tray while still being connected to the machine. Is this Aether Tech? You, absolutely, it seems that way, yeah. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Is there any way we could figure out what the fuck this machine is doing? <laughs> like, what is it? I mean, obviously they're metadiving, but like, yeah, I don't know. Do we still have service in here? Yeah, absolutely. Can I... You suddenly realize that not only do you have service in here, you have access to the metanet in here. Yeah. yeah. I would like to call Kala again. Sure. Uh, and... When she picks up, you hear that there's, like, shouting in the background. Yeah. Um, like the roar of a crowd. Whoops. Uh, Kala, can you hear me? Just barely. Uh, and I'll... Like video of of the thing of that happening, and kind of explain to her quickly what's going on, and ask her if she's seen anything like that before, since she's you know meta diver, meta diving expert and shit. Some pretty advanced rigs, but I've never seen anything like that server hub. I, what is it? What's it doing? I have no idea. I thought you might know. I've never seen a server hub poop out data chems. Yeah, neither have I. Well, thanks. It's getting a little dicey up here. I yeah, think we're trying to move quick. I think they forced their way into the building already. <sighs> Dragons. All right, we'll remove it as quick as we can. And she'll hang up. These these data chems, once they're released, they're not like they're just loose. But, well, they're still part of the system. They're just floating, right? The ones that are ejected are placed in a tray, much like one would place ingots in a large box. So they're carefully placed down. They're not just scattered in a bowl like Halloween candy. But but they're not like... They don't seem to be plugged in anymore, no. Are, are they literally using people to mine information? Yeah. Can I... I'm just going to pick up a... Can we just pick would one it be, up and... Yeah, absolutely. Open it. Just take the box. We'll take the lot. 
you can pick up a data cam out of the tray. It's not closed. And just a quick glance at it. It's just like a you want to plug it into a I mean a data pad? That's not a good idea, but yeah, Olivia wants idea. to. I'll disconnect my I'll take out one of my burner uh <laughs> data pads. Okay. <laughs> Back's gotta be strong from carrying all those. You disconnect it from the net? Yeah. And then put the data cam in. Okay. The screen of the data pad immediately flashes and bits of data go fluttering across the screen. It will do its startup sequence, shut back down, more bits of data will flutter across the screen, it'll flash a couple more times. The data that is flashing on the screen, you swear at one point it says, why is it so small in here? And then it will flash and be gone. I look at it immediately. Oh, they're downloading their consciousnesses. Oh, that's whack as all hell. Oh, boy, howdy. Um, Put it back in the little thing. Okay. Uh, perhaps hit the reverse button, the undo. Yeah. The... Make sure you eject that before you just pull it out of your. Oh your yeah, no, you have Shay, to properly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She does yeah. the proper ejecting and stuff. Like, there's no way to do that properly, as this thing oh, is plugged yeah, into your data pad. It's just glitching yeah. out all over the screen. Yeah. Right. Well, Horrifying. then, yep. It just I gotta take it out then. Mm-hmm. And the data pad immediately shuts off. Whew. I'm ready to leave. Now we got more rooms to go through. Well, there is a riot happening upstairs, so perhaps we should be uh, succinct. Shall we figure out, uh, maybe look at this machine and stop it from doing this? I don't know if that's possible without killing these folks. Ah, yes. Since it seems to be in the middle of you know, downloading them. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's them. I mean, there's more data chems than there are people, right? Yeah, that's not yes. their consciousnesses. Well, maybe this is just the most recent batch. Or, they're, or it's not about that at all. Maybe they're downloading Faye or other people who are on the metanet. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. goodness. So then what, so then, okay. If we shut, if I try to shut down this machine, yeah, Florian, you just had, like, a whole thing about killing a thing that might not have even, like, been a person. No, no, this was, this was Olivia saying, I know I've said this a bunch of times during this mission, but Mike, I hate this planet. This is is some pretty fucked up corporate espionage. Holy shit. Um, I like this planet. Yeah. Pretty cool. Fucked Um, up. (laughs) Uh, yes. Uh, can I look around the room to see if there is any banks of information that aren't people. Um, but instead, systems or processes that are 
being executed, I suppose. On the far side of the room, you see a large terminal. Yeah. That dominates the back wall. It seems yeah, to be should... some kind of exterior control system to all of this. There might be some kind of log. I would say we look at that. Without turning off okay. the machine. All right. Going over to the terminal bank, it becomes very clear that no one has used this in a long time. There's dust on the control panel. Holographic keys come on as you approach, but the dust on the panel itself makes it clear that it hasn't been touched in a long time. The screens flutter to life as you get close, and you see a timer that lists two years... Six months, 12 days, 9 hours, 21 minutes, 32 seconds. And it keeps ticking up. Oh, okay. Oh, thank God. That is all that we are able to do. Do you start messing with it? Yeah. That's just what what it shows as you approach, and it turns on automatically. If you start messing with it, you begin to understand that this is a metadiving terminal. People who metadive very rarely do it on their own. That's a recipe for disaster. You always have a spotter. And usually at metadiving parlors, there's someone at a terminal much like this spotting rooms full of people who decide to go metadiving. Yeah. If you do it from the comfort of your own home, there are safeguards you can install and have like kill switches and whatnot. But it is so much more risky to do metadiving by yourself. Presumably there should be someone at this station monitoring what these people are doing. I think we ran them over. Maybe. Well, they would... I, actually, I don't, you don't know. So. No, if we did, I'd feel bad about that, so I can't really have that. So he wasn't the one to do that. Okay. Messing around with this terminal, it becomes very clear that what these people are doing in the metanet is hunting. The things that are being hunted, after some quick typing and kind of scanning the data of what precisely is going on in the metanet via these people's perspectives, they're hunting fae. Specifically, any fae that isn't a member of the Court of Mind. Oh, shit. They are dragging those fey back to this terminal in a digital space, throwing them in a digital cage that is then represented by a physical data chem. Each chem that's being ejected by that machine has a fairy in it. And how many approximately are there? There are about 20 there. Oh boy. Hmm. Well... Looks like the tray is about two-thirds full. And what is you're there... watching on the monitors is a scene out of a fantasy movie. You see people on horseback with looped snares and spears riding down a fairy creature in a technicolor woodland. We see the people who are metadiving doing that? That's what yeah. you think you see. 
you're watching this from the perspective of other individuals. So on yeah. different screens, you'll see the point of view of one of the people in the chairs. And as they look left and right, you see other riders among them as this hunting party moves through this digital space that looks like a woodland and some hillsides and a moor. And then you see them breaking These... over a ridge. And it is this endless field of poppy flowers. But the flowers here and there are gigantic. The size of buildings, houses, little wafts of pollen drift on the wind uh these bodies that are lying down how do they how are they dressed in very basic jumpsuits with the agus tech solutions brand emblazoned on the breast trying to determine if they're willingly doing this or not based on what you're watching on the screen they're absolutely doing this willingly and they seem to I mean, be enjoying it. Training. Yeah. 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 Hmm. If you unmute a screen, there's laughter. There's cajoling. Gross. Yeah. Um. Listen, I am not a fan of Faye as much as the next person, but this ain't you right. You can't do this. It's, if well. the part of mind is trying to get a leg up and is actually succeeding, that's a very bad thing. I suppose we should gather a bit of information and then make it public. There's See what the other courts were and click, and another data cam falls into the tray. See what the other courts have to say about that. I'm going to stop this first. And I would like to. Okay. How much of what is happening on the monitors can I affect from the terminal? Like, You can pull them out. That's basically what this terminal does. Okay. You can't affect the metafay from here. Okay. Shay, before you do that, should we check and see what else is going on here? I mean, we know what's happening in this room, but... It might be a good idea to make sure nothing else is happening if this sets off some sort of alarm. Not a bad idea. They're not going anywhere. Well, right, well we need to do it quickly. We, based on what's there, happening upstairs. Right. There is still a riot, yes. Maybe we should split up. Mike started to smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Gang, let's split up and look for things. Where this gang of kids come from this large dog what are they doing in here how do they get a van in here where are you headed okay so if we go back out this door we were at a t before that mm -hmm. uh we took the right or left you took the left, left. headed south took the left okay then we have a map mm -hmm. so yeah. do we just want to say where we're all gonna go and meet back up at a specific location because we can all just go like oh yes we're gonna go to this room and oh we're yeah. gonna go to this one what was the other hallways labeled? Like initially? I'm wondering if anyone wrote them down. We have Outflow. I wrote down the first one. Yeah, I remember Outflow. It's the only one I remember. We have I don't remember any of them. Armaments and facilities. Or testing and facilities and armaments. And armaments, okay. So probably testing and facilities and the other half of this. P A R P section. 
are the two main pieces you should check out. Perhaps I should uh, check out the armaments? No, that's probably not important and probably just a huge waste of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. But like, okay. But on that note, on that note of armaments, this said, this was called reclamation. Armaments could be, oh, it's just we're making fey weapons or whatever. It could be, it's, it, it might to not be just fair, be a, was, a room of right. guns. Oswald, Oswald, you should go to armaments. Yeah. What? I said, all right, Oswald, you should go to armaments. But I could, but I just... Uh, I'm wondering if Oswald should stay... Can his uh, archive lenses... Do those have a camera feature? Yes. Excellent. Uh, Record all this shit. Yeah. Uh, this is going. This is going on the archive. Um, going on the WikiLeaks. Okay, really quick. Yes, this is completely out of character because Florian doesn't yeah. care. Sure. We will be declaring all-out war on a corporation that has a complete monopoly on a huge industry throughout the entire galaxy. If we do that, mm-hmm. and also one of the Fey courts. Mm-hmm. At the same time, and also one of our bosses. Well, we're already whatever. <laughs> it's more of a cold war at this point, but yeah, yeah. yeah. She might just get a little more overt than covert. Yeah, I like everything I'm hearing. I, I mean, just wanna, these are all I, good decisions. Remember way back when we we're like, oh, we should tell someone about the like the very first like data cam that we got from. I was like. You realize this is going to start some shenanigans uh, about having a massive galactic corporation like breathing down our necks. And what happened? Now we're just like, let's fucking poke that bear. Let's poke that bear. Let's fucking just get in there and just. Why do you think Oswald was collecting that information? We didn't tell any. We didn't tell anyone about the data cam. I know. I know. I just you. Now that we're gonna just put that information out there, oh yeah, shit's gonna get good. Why have the information if we are not providing it? Yeah, no. Again, uh, no, like, no, no, no. Like I said, this is I'm totally out of character because Florian is like fucking WikiLeaks. This bullshit. I hate everything <laughs> about this. Yeah, I, I'm not saying we don't do it because I am all for it, but like. <laughs> this is exactly this what we is, tried this game to is avoid. Get really dangerous, really quick. When yeah. did we try to? We actively didn't tell people that, like, oh, we have this information about uh, about this corporation, and now, yes. now that we've got some extra stuff, we're just like, okay, now we're totally going to do that. We're not doing well, like a one eighty, but we have to. Uh, well, Oswald was always going to post it. Um, he's oh, just, good. yeah. He's just editing. He's just uh, been he's... biding his time. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's a lot of work to organize this information yeah. into readable uh, uh, sections. Where are you headed, Oracle Zero? Here. All right, Oswald's filming. Shaky cam. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Wait up, everyone. <laughs> is there, uh, and maybe take taking the information from. Uh, the 
terminal that we were standing at. I don't know if he leaves this room at this point because this seems very important. Super incriminating. Where is everyone else going? Amari's going to Armaments. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I'll go to the other part of this. Although maybe if Oswald's staying here, maybe I should go to testing and research. Testing and facilities. Testing and facilities. Uh, It's up to you, Elliot. Okay. Florian will go wherever's left. I will say something you would be able to quickly determine is that the other end of this uh, uh, hallway here ends in what looks like a doggy door. It's like this little metal flap of a door near the floor. It's well that closed. I don't need no death Roombas. <laughs> just fucking nail it closed. Just fucking pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just a wood board over it. Yeah, fuck <laughs> that shit. Then, then Florian and Shay can go to testing facilities then. Okay. If there's nothing mm-hmm. on this other. Nobody's going to Outflow? Oh, I forgot about Outflow. Everyone always forgets about Outflow. I want to check that out. I'll go to Outflow. I just want to know what that is. Sure. It's just a bathroom. So, Amari, you head to Armaments. Mm -hmm. There you find a massive server room with super cooled towers of etheric technology. Okay. You think this is supporting some kind of massive working within the metafay. Whatever construct they're working in is powered by this. It is created by this. It is stored on this. So it's not, it wouldn't be like, oh, this is Praxinet or whatever. Or this would be something greater than that. Whatever it is that Aegis Tech is doing inside the server here, Mm -hmm. this is, this server that you found here this physical server represents all of the digital warfare suites that they have at their disposal this is their bastion their castle their armaments within the metafay that exists within the intranet given that it's a server does it look like you can take a blade out or not. I say server because that's the best way to explain it. Okay. In technological terms, as a piece of technology, it is effectively a massive super cool data chem. Each of these towers okay. is intricately latticed and circuited crystal. So there's no removing anything from it. It is all kind of one entity. Right. Okay. And it is layered upon layer upon layer of circuitry of these thin slivers of crystal kind of gelled together to create this impossibly complex piece of information Hmm. that is then charged with aether and created in that other realm, the metafay. Part of me wants to blow this shit up. Mm. The other part of me is like, I shouldn't do that. Shay. At testing and facilities, you find six person-sized cradles suspended vertically 
up a little ways up a wall and tilted downwards so that what is inside the cradle is facing the floor. This room is also chilled. One of the cradles is open and empty. The other five are full. Oh, what? People, you think? They were probably people once, maybe. Oh, yeah. But now they are some kind of strange cyborg. The likes of which you ran over with a car on your way in. Yeah. Hip checked. We did not go over them. Something that is perhaps comforting in some ways and disturbing in others is the fact that you detect Aether from each of the five remaining figures that appear to be suspended in these cradles. They they lack the armor, and the armor you see is on the back wall in ready little cubbies for whatever of these soldiers are decanted. But you can see on their cyborg bodies, the arms have been fitted with sockets or something. You think the gauntlets that Thing was wearing outside actually fit and clasped into the arms? Same with the breastplate. You see, like, exposed metal bits where the, the armor would actually affix itself to the body. And their legs are purely artificial constructs. From the waist down, they are mechanical in nature. Florian, the tray you saw depositing data chems full of fey creatures could fit perhaps 60 data chems. The tray was nearing full. Outflow. Boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes full of those trays. Each box probably contains 20, 30 trays. Each tray contains 30 fairies. I thought you said 60. Yeah, I misspoke. I said 20 was two-thirds full, so that would mean 30 is full. There's hundreds in here. And you see they're organized very deliberately, set next to a large lift that goes up, ready to be packaged up and taken away from this place. Uh, Is there any way to determine how they get out of the facility? Based on what you have, the schematics, the lift from here goes up to the second sub-basement. From the second sub-basement, it's a straight shot to the roof. Via other lifts. Like airlifted out. Mm -hmm. Great. It's about Um, this time that an alarm starts going off. Yeah. That makes sense. And a voice, perfectly calm, slightly feminine, says, Security breach. Upper levels unsafe. Burn protocol has been advised. Ooh. Shay, the cradles in front of you begin to move. Oh, no. Uh, I leave a Shay-shaped cloud of dust in the room. Okay. Florian, Amari, what is your reaction to this? 
voice and alarm beginning to go off. Time to boogie. Yep. Well, you should, Oswald, you should initiate, like, the shutdown of this. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I can. Are you all hey, you think you can running walk back to it? Oswald? Who's where? I mean, I'm back in the first room, mm-hmm. so. I think Shay was running, was determined, was, uh, Shay, going what Shay was going to do was run back to the meta diving. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody wants to, like, calm me, they can just be like, uh, why don't we shut this thing off before that, we... That's what I was... That, okay. that is literally what I was, yeah, doing. Okay. Yeah, I'm... I'm Amari's not worried about it, but uh, Reed is curious as to whether or not the burn protocol is going to uh, attempt to uh, get rid of the people that are currently hooked up. That's, um, I mean, that's yeah. a fair... Yeah, so shutting that off before they That's... that can be engaged would be uh that, That's ideal. pretty much why I suggested yeah. it. Yeah. Um but before Amari runs back, is there anything else in this room that he is in the armaments? Is there, there anything that's interactable? There's a data terminal off to one side, yeah. I want to check that out. Okay. A console stands on one side of the room. As you approach it, it lights up, and it flashes. You see a reticle at the top of it scans you. Light passes across you. And a calm voice says, just after a beeping tone, goes, "Eh, eh." And the calm voice says, Project Chimera leader not recognized. Okay. All right, that's all I need. Then that's dip. honestly like. <laughs> Doesn't mean um, it didn't save my face. How? One of these boxes. What are like the dimensions of this? Like full of trays. Imagine a garbage can one might have under their sink in a kitchen. It is... I can get at least three of them. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, probably about, like, three feet tall by a foot wide and two feet deep. Not just one. That's just one. You want to grab a few of these? I'm going to grab as many of these as I... Hey, if I drop them, then they're in the same spot they would have been. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Give me a quick... Forceful athletics. Or swift athletics. I'll accept both. This is just a, I'm gonna do swift. This is just a grab what you can and run scenario. Mm-hmm. And based on your role, we'll see how many of these you can hang on to. That's so funny because Shay, not knowing about all the other boxes, um, was running back to the meta diving room to do the same thing with the twenty data cans that are in there. Yeah. Take uh, shove them in my bag. I'm assuming I can throw a little aether in here. Absolutely. I'm going to. Uh, that's 14. Okay. You can grab two of them. Got one under each arm. Yeah. And Amari, you give up at the console? I mean, yeah, there's nothing that comes to mind that says, like, oh, yeah, let me put on my extra face that I have of this person. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah. You're I don't have impossible. a hat of disguise in this yeah. in this setting. 
Oswald, what are you doing as the alarm turns on? Can I try and turn off? I mean, I'm probably going to get the same uh, system. But yeah, I'm going to try and see if I can uh, turn off the system. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have I anything in Aethertech? I have a D6 in Aethertech. Okay. This is an incredibly easy. I'm not even going to ask for a roll. Most meta diving terminals are built this way on purpose, and that is there is a very easy to find kill switch to pull people out of the meta net. Mm. The one that Kala and her friend built up in the climate control station didn't have this thing because they built it out of spit and wishes. Hey, wishes get you a long way. But there is a big red button that's just like the emergency kill switch for. not literally a big red button. Oh. But it's a metaphorical big red button. And if you have even any talent in Aether Tech whatsoever, it's very easy to identify because it's made to be easy to identify. Excellent. And that will immediately pull these people out of their meta dive. Yep. Okay. So you hit it? Sure. And these people are immediately pulled out of their meta dive. There is a series of gasps that occurs around the room, filling this place with sound as people groan and go, oh, what happened? You should probably get out of there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't Shay, you were in the you hey. came into the room and dashed for that tray of data chems just as this was happening. Like shoving them in my fanny pack. So what are you doing, everybody? Running. <laughs> Yeah. Back towards the lift. Get to the getaway car. Yeah. Yeah. You hear metal feet slamming on the floor down towards testing and facilities. Oh, also as I was running by, I was like, there's more robots. (laughs) Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, So the other thing that I'm worried about is now the robots to uh, ensure that uh, there's no one to, to talk. Well, uh, I mean, you can stick around. Uh, no, I'm worried that they're going to uh, off the the emaciated people who just came out of the uh, the dive. So what does Amari want to do about that? I kind of want to shoot some shit. But I'm worried that they these things are going to uh, kick our ass. You would be... I think the still the only person with a gun. So <laughs> no, they I have, have gun. two guns now. Oh, and Florian also has a pistol. Yeah, we have three guns now. Um, three guns between two people. Yeah, you just can give use... the big the big fancy one to Oswald. He'll, just have the kickback throw in. <laughs> yeah, Oswald, you want a gun? No. I don't care for guns. Shade, you want a gun? I have no idea how to use a gun. You point and click. It's a really, no, pretty really sure bad it, way of reducing I'm it down, but this is a situation sure where you I might want to have a gun. I'm pretty sure I would need some sort of skill in that. I really don't have one. I mean, Curse you, game mechanics. Fine. If someone hands you a gun without the safety on, like in real life, you can fire a gun 
Yeah, yeah but the chances I... of it going badly are very high. And the chances of it hitting something you wanted to hit are very low. <laughs> this one hey, not if you're point hook. blank. Not if you have yeah. a robot on top of you trying to pull your face off. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Face. Bashay is also oh. a wizard. I finally get the title. Face off. <laughs> face off. Mm. Deep. So you've all congregated oh. back at the lift going back down when you hear the sounds yeah. of robots congregating down a hallway. What do you do? Great decision. Stay or go. I'm I would be fine making sure these people get out as long as they don't I mean, yeah, we'll see how they react to us we being down here. How, yeah. They were willingly hunting down pixies. But I mean Fair. that's their job. Okay. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, th- there's a crazy universe that might just be okay for some people. I mean, yeah, I mean all of this might be okay for some people. That doesn't make yeah. it okay. And there's like, there's also I, like the... I hate to like... No, I, I'm not going to get like dark and deep about it. But like, this is a black site. And these people are like secretly hunting down Faye. I mean, like... Gitmo wasn't a great place. No, no, but what Just I'm saying is it was people's job. We have no idea if these people know that like this is what they like they were they yes. were willing participants to join this thing. We have no idea who these people are. That is true. Well, Do you want to we... stick around to find out? <laughs> I mean, yeah, fuck them. Let's go. No. I mean, no. Uh, Oswald would say leave, but um... we did see them enjoying and whooping with laughter, hunting down other creatures. That's I mean, Florian for stay, beings. Oswald for leave, Shay for leave. I mean, yeah, I'd rather stay and fight. That's a split okay. party right there. Oh, yep. I mean, I'm not going to. If you if you two insist on staying, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to just leave you. I'm just. Also, I, he can't drive the car. I just. Yeah. I just want to find out, drive. like, what fucking happens when an unstoppable force meet, meets an immovable object, and by immovable object, I mean nine emaciated people who haven't like walked in probably two years. <laughs> Seems very fairly movable to me. Yeah. As the alarm continues blaring. And the calm voice says, burn protocol recommended. You hear the sounds of clattering and some really disturbing sounds of something screwing into place in socketed metal nested within flesh. Oh, boy. Now they've got guns. Yeah. Oh, no. The gauntlets? Oh, burn protocol. That, mm. Oh, maybe they got, like, cool, like... Boba Fett like flame th- flamethrowers. Yeah. Mm, yeah, sure. Mike likes Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Not Predator. Boba Fett. <laughs> As a wider audience if I say Boba Fett, Mike. Yeah. Oh, sure. so they're all oh god. Please tell me you're still recording all of this. Oh yeah. Uh I have not stopped. Uh but uh I'm going to call the Coal. I got. We have to contact the Coal Foundation. This building is about to explode, and there's a bunch of people upstairs. Um. I mean, yeah. Let me call in that there's a riot uh happening. 
at the like I'm assuming whatever. Jesus Christ. Robotic footsteps are now tromping down the hallway from the testing and facilities. I don't think we're part of the Cole Foundation anymore, so I think we should make this one last favor count. Uh, the lift is directly behind you. I mean, like, one last request. They might not want us to come back after this, I'm just saying. I couldn't, I, I wouldn't blame them for that, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I mean, we, we need to, we need to contact the Cole Foundation. You see coming down the hallway is a small squadron of armored cyborgs, five of them in total, all of them armored, all of them armed. With identical-looking armor and guns. Uh, I'm going to hand one of my buckets to Shay, and I'm going to just... It's probably the size of Oswald, but... Uh, Wait. Uh, Are they all within my line of sight? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go all in and wreck all of them. Hmm. Wizard. Wizard. <laughs> Florian, Florian hands me the thing and I'm just like, shove it back into his arms. Like, what are you Oh doing? no, I, like, then you'll have to put it down because, yeah, he has, like, pistol out. Okay. Wait, you, like, what, the boxes, you tried to hand one to Oswald? Mm-hmm. So, he doesn't even try to grab it. It's... I just set it down in front of him. <laughs> Yeah, and he hides behind it like it's cover. You are trying to disable five incredibly advanced, possibly non-sentient cyborgs with aether tech. Yeah. Using yeah, uh, you're pretty sure you're gonna wreck it. And what tactic is this? Um, this sounds pretty forceful. Yeah, to yeah, me. it really does. This is a seemingly impossible task. Okay, well, it's a good thing I said I'm going all in. It is very good, yes, indeed. So, 35 is the number we're looking for here. Okay. Um, okay, so, for the audience and also me, uh, let's all remind ourselves what all going all in means. Going mm-hmm. all in. Or, like, in. get all my dice together. <laughs> it, is, it is all of your dice, it is. It really, really is. I need more dice. What going all in means is that you use the maximum number of dice you have in your aether pool available. So what is the most aether dice you could possibly have? Five. Five. Then you may choose to use as many other aether dice as you actually have. So much in the way as we treated critical hit damage in the first season, going all in is very similar. In terms of you take the max you could possibly have, and then you add whatever you have available to you. Okay. So that's five Aether Dice, and how many more are you spending on top of that? Um, I mean, I should probably do all of them, huh? That is up to you. Seems like a good time to do it. You're going all in, you might as well. Right? We're going to go to town, we're going to go on a Lincoln. If Elliot is not full, can they use the Aether in, like, things around them to get themselves up to double dice, essentially? Yeah, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am full though. They are a wizard. I am a wizard. wizard. I I couldn't remember if you if you were if yeah. you would use stuff after. Yeah, absolutely. Okie dokie. So, um, I'm gonna roll this set of five d sixes first as uh, my all in aether. Mm-hmm. Um, I should get a pencil ready to write some stuff down and some paper probably to do. <laughs> just get out your calculator app and just type it all in as you go. Hmm. Aether, all in. Let's see. So as Florian and Amari pull guns and take stances ready to fire down this hallway, Shay, like... Jean Grey going Dark Phoenix just sets the box aside, steps forward and raising hands for an etheric attack. As Oswald stands there recording. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey everybody. <laughs> Whatever. Blur your face. Some like chronicle <laughs> shit. Yeah, it just pops it. Oh yes, of course. Uh fifty. 50 is very good and is definitely higher than 35. Yep. So I'm going to spend a couple of void dice and let's see if we yeah. can't crank up the difficulty here. Ah, that only gets me to 45. So, as you stride forward, what does this look like? What what does this etheric attack look like that disables all of these cyborgs? Um... Much in the same, in, in a similar way to when uh, we were being chased on Talgan 3, and like I kind of described it as that, like, um, kind of zoom in x ray shot of like the, the, uh, the kind of close up on like the etheric part of the machine that like uh, I just like broke or whatever, or like changed to make the thing propel itself into the water. Whatever I did. Like a um, Mortal Kombat finisher? A little bit. Because I, I, the shot is, is something. I'll remember it someday and I'll, I'll be like, it's this, this shot from this scene and this thing. But uh, much in a similar way, it's like it's like re-channeling the etherics in these um, automatons in such a way that it overpowers some places to make it malfunction and saps it from certain uh, systems to make those malfunction in a different way. And just like really like manipulating the etherics so intensely and so uh, deeply that like they just completely malfunction. And that is exactly what happens as you see lights flaring from the interior of these creatures, streaking out from creases in the armor and flaring out from their weapons, you see this storm of etheric power ripple through them and they shudder and quake and little pops of color come off of their bodies as energy bursts out through mechanisms beneath their flesh. And as they topple one after the other, Shay, you are suddenly more exhausted than you've ever been in your life. Having spent all of this etheric power all at once, 
your knees feel weak, your palms sweaty, mom spaghetti, all that good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think that they, I'm not, they don't like faint or anything, but they do like falter a little bit. And as you falter but catch yourself, you see that these automatons do much the same. As the lights in their faces go out, they begin to move again with dreadful, terrible, horrific, jerky movements. And now you can't sense any aether coming from them at all, but they continue driven forward by some terrible momentum as the machinery inside of them takes whole control over the flesh husks that remain. Are they undead? Whatever they are now, whatever that thing was that you dealt with on the way in, whatever it is Aegis Tech Solutions has done here is abominable. Is it undead if artifice forces the flesh to move? These are questions that will be answered next time as Florian and Amari level their guns at these cybernetic zombies that begin rolling forward down the hallway towards you. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about MatCom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans. I also run the Matcom RPG Instagram account, so you can also find us there at Matcom RPG. And you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the, of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGergoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs, such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world the galaxy is chaos. So please be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>